Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to Wealth, Health, and Other Things You Should Know. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to be back with you all today. And as always, I'll be joined by one of my right-hand men, the stars of our show today, Mr. Brian Butel of the Butel Wealth Management Group is joining me. And we're going to be diving into another challenge, a financial issue that's facing so many folks here in today's day and age. We're going to be identifying, yes, what this challenge is, but also some steps and strategies that you can be implementing in order to not just sidestep the issue, but charge right through it so that you and yours can come out better for it on the other end. So before we dive into the topic of the day, let's go ahead and bring on the man of the hour. Brian, it is good to see you today. How are you doing, sir? Brian, good to see you as usual. Yeah, uh, yeah good to be to back today's topic. Yeah. Of course, of course. And hey, Brian, you know, we've got a big one that we're going to jump into. And I know it's one that you are, you know, really well versed in. So why don't you frame things up for us today? What is the the challenge really that you're seeing a lot of folks facing uh, that we're diving into today? Well, in the high net worth space, it not only from a tax perspective, but a multitude of, of other issues. And we could maybe detail that a little bit uh, in our conversation today. But there are significant changes that are going to take place. Uh, uh, culminating in 2025 with a reversion to much lower numbers for high net worth individuals to be able to benefit themselves, but most importantly, their families. And that's through the utilization of of trusts. Sure, sure. So this idea of, of have somebody making sure that they have a trust in place, this is kind of that challenge of, hey, look, if I don't have a trust in place, I could be setting myself up for future negative you know, implications on my financial world. Let's get into the why, Brian. Why do you view the idea of maybe not having a trust in place? Why is that such an issue? Well, let's first, I think it's important, let's talk about what the benefits are. And the key benefits are obviously to protect and preserve the assets within a family, especially with a, the grantors of that trust, the can also to be able to control how they want those assets to go to the people they care about. Who do they love? How do they, you know, want those assets to get to those individuals that they care most about, most about in life? And the, you know, the other is which is big, and we'll touch on that: minimizing federal and state estate taxes. And you know. Lastly, we're in a world now where we have a lot of blended families and, you know, where you got second marriages, divorce, unfortunately, is common. You have special needs, uh, children or grandchildren. All of these can be addressed through the proper utilization of trusts. And Brian, you know, you and I, as we were planning this video out, uh, there's there's obviously some timely considerations yes. at play here. What talk talk to us a little deeper about what these timely considerations are and why somebody really should make sure that they have a trust set up now uh, before <laughs> yeah. you know the changes come into play. For high net worth individuals, the big issue is the exemption amounts before state taxes are calculated if you structure a trust properly, you can exclude from that calculation $12,920,000 individually or in a marital situation presently, $25,840,000, of which from those then above those numbers is when federal estate taxes uh, would be calculated on. That is indexed for inflation. But Ryan, 
in 2025, that's due to sunset, and go back to $5,490,000 individually or $10,980,000 by more than half. Why is it important? Well, on every million dollars over those limits, it's a 40% tax rate. So yeah. you're, you're talking about a huge amount of additional uh, taxes in a lot of cases, if people aren't aware of or it's not structured properly, they're volunteering to pay. Yeah, I mean, that's a massive, massive tax liability that you're welcoming in without having that trust in place and, and doing the planning in advance. So, Brian, let's double click a little further into the issue now. Let's say folks out there, they don't get that trust set up. You know, they are hit with that massive increase in a tax liability when the time comes. What's the ripple effect of that issue? And, and what do you see this doing to an affluent family's lives if, if they aren't actually able to transfer that wealth in the way shapes and forms that they had hoped to? Well, you know, think about it in any individual's case. So if you, let's just throw a figure out hypothetically, let's say you could have saved $10 million in taxes. Well, how long would it take your assets, again, going to the people you care most about in the world, how long would it take them to grow back that $10 million? And it, it's sizable. So, you know, we all have to you know, deal with taxes each and every year. The, the key element is how taxes work with the Internal Revenue Services, that it's incumbent upon us to get the right uh, expert advice to structure things properly, because when the time comes, the IRS isn't going to go back to us and say, hey, Ryan, by the way, if you had done this and this, you could have saved, you know, $10 million, right. unfortunately doesn't work that way. And, you know, in addition to just federal taxes, a number of states levy their own tax on top of the IRS. States like Oregon, Minnesota, Illinois, Maryland, uh, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. I mean, it's a big list that has an additional tax so it you know taxes at the end it's all about the people you care most about you worked your whole life to accumulate this wealth to try and get it as effectively as you possibly can conveyed to those individuals of course of course and brian let's look at the that glass half full mentality if you will it let's how could life be so much better for folks out there if they had that solution in place right they had the trust that they need in place to be able to to sidestep this issue overall what does life look like then well it first it accomplishes what you know an individual or a, a husband and wife's wishes are uh you know a trust and, and it's a highly complex issue in trusts, and there's many different types, and we're only kind of scratching the surface on uh, trusts overall today and living trusts. But the, the key element is, is that you can be in a situation where not only saving taxes, but exuding some control even after your passing. You know, what I've learned in doing this for over four decades, every Every family situation is different and unique. And parents know their children better than anybody. And, you know, we'd like to unfortunately think when the time comes 
everyone's going to get along. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And by having this structured the right way, it alleviates what could potentially be, you know, very bad hardships or hard feelings within a family, which I don't think anybody wants at that time, you know, after they've passed. I, I really don't think any parent yeah. is envisioning having their children, you know, uh, be in, in, in an argument, you know, over their assets. That's not sure. what people have worked hard for. Of course, of course. And, you know, what I'm hearing is there's a multitude of considerations, right? There's the tax oh, yeah. implication side of things. And then, there, of course, there's the interpersonal side of things, you know, what you want the wealth to achieve for your your family. And I mean, let's face it, for the, the wealth creator, they have worked their, their whole lives to generate this level of wealth. They want to see it do good for the people they care most about. And, and now's the time. But Brian, as you had mentioned just a few moments, moments ago, when we're talking about trusts, it's a very complicated topic. There's a lot of, you know, very at play within a trust and how it's set up and how it operates. So let's step back from this challenge for a hot second of, of somebody not having a trust in place and why they should. And rather, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and why it is that we're even sitting down with you today talking about this idea of trusts and, and how you guys at the Butel Wealth Management Group work you know, with folks to address these types of concerns. Well, it's one of the, the key elements it, you know, in terms of how we work with our clients and the vast majority of all our clients are very high net worth individuals. That's who we feel we're called to serve and that we can serve the best because of our unique skill sets. And what really is involved is when we sit down with the high net worth individuals to find out first for a good couple hours, all about them and what it is they wish to achieve. And it's not just their present assets, but then how do they wish those assets conveyed? Because the best way to look at estate planning or the utilization of trust, the analogy I've always used over the years is like a stairway going up steps. And based on an individual's assets, you may only have to go up a, a one or two steps. The larger your asset base, the different your goals might be. For example, if you're charitably inclined, uh, whatever the situation might be, you can tend to go up that staircase a little bit higher in the levels of complexity. And uh, that's why, you know, we, uh, when we meet with people, we spend a lot of time on that, but also working with their other trusted professionals. And, you know, one of the designations that I have is a certified trust and fiduciary advisor, which is additional uh, uh, education that I have taken in terms of trusts specifically and how they work, the different types, the fiduciary aspects of it uh, that, you know, has come in, we've, I've found to be very beneficial for our clients. I'm sure, Brian, I appreciate you sharing some of that insight for our audience here. And and Brian, I know one of the big things on this show that we'd like to do is provide value, right? So our audience Correct. can walk away from these episodes so they feel like they've learned something and they have maybe even some action steps on on how to address these big challenges that we're talking about. So when we're when we're talking about this challenge of folks not having a trust in place, uh, and especially with what's coming in the horizon and the changes surrounding, you know, that that tax exemption we had talked about, 
what's that lesson, Brian? What's that piece of information and value that we want to have our audience walk away with, uh, you know, from this episode with so that they can, you know, maybe start taking those action steps to shore up their financial world for, for them and their loved ones? First, Ryan, it's critically important because, again, I do not see this very often in sitting down with individuals that, unfortunately, in the financial services industry, a lot of it has become commoditized. And maybe that's okay for some people. Uh, I don't believe it is. I think it's highly personal. So an individual or a husband and wife, you should have a cohesive team. That means your financial advisor, your CPA, and your tax attorney. Why? Because you don't want gaps. You want everyone working for your benefit, exchanging ideas to, you know, to help determine what is really going to benefit the client the best. I do not see that happening very often. If it's strong, I mean, some of my greatest successes personally I've had in my career have been able to sit down with individuals and their other trusted advisors and come up with ideas that benefit not only the, you know, the tax issue, which, yeah, let's be honest, I mean, saving millions of dollars is a very big issue, but what it also does is the next generation, it keeps that next generation, uh, again, more cohesive, more linked, so the kids, again, are all on the same page. So, you know, I mean, I've been able to say, you know, for clients, a substantial amount of taxes, but in reality, you know, you look at it on a personal level, it's the benefit of keeping the the family unit more cohesive, more intact, so that all of the hard work and efforts of the people who earned the wealth, you know, continue on for the next generations. Sure. And Brian, why don't you bottom line it for our audience? I mean, we had mentioned just a moment ago when you're looking at this neat, this idea of, of implementing a trust into your life and, uh, you know, there's the legacy considerations and then there's that risk mitigation. There's some asset protection elements that come into play as well. Correct. Talk to us about those two and just bottom line it for us as to why folks should really be uh, uh, considering this. Because unfortunately, especially the next generation, and we're dealing with a circumstance like that right now, the inheritors of wealth don't seem to feel that it, it, the ability to have those assets protected from outside creditors is important. And I, we've seen it happen time and time again. And unfortunately, when you have significant wealth, a lot of times it, it makes you a target as well, you know, for the downside of life to where, you know, people are now aware that you you have come into a considerable wealth and without proper planning and proper trust utilization, those assets can all be exposed. And it it's something that, you know, we stress as a critically important aspect. The other, you know, is charitable intentions where you know you can incorporate not only the charitable intentions of the parents but of the next generation and that teaches more values 
it teaches you know the next generation to you know uh, be more generous in terms of their wealth but also for the next generation to get involved in those charities that are important to them and you know where they would like to see you know benefits in uh, the charitable space for themselves yeah, I mean, uh, the really, Brian, to me personally, it's uh, there's just a cascading ripple effect of positivity that can come with just, if not getting a trust in place, at least having a conversation with your trusted advisor, your wealth manager around this and how it could work for you, why it would work for you and, and what those steps are to get it started. Brian, for anybody out there in our audience today, uh, you know, we've we've left some some good intel on the table for folks today. Yes. Uh, if anybody is sitting there thinking to themselves, oh, boy, you know, given what you mentioned on the horizon with the tax implications that can change or maybe uh, somebody had experienced a life event that had put them in a circumstance where maybe a trust now really is something they should be considering. Brian, let's just say they're interested in reaching out to you and your team to just open up a dialogue, just have that conversation about what makes sense for them. What is the best way they could get in touch with you and your team, but also just leverage some of the information that we shared today? Yeah, as you said, Ryan, this is really a very broad and a very complex topic. And we literally have just touched on a very, very tiny aspects of a very complex subject matter. But uh, it all starts with a conversation. And, you know, all a person would have to do is reach out and initiate that conversation. And uh, myself, Cameron, who's also a certified financial planner on my team, my son, uh, we're happy to sit down, dedicate some quality time. Uh, as I said earlier, the first hour and a half, at least, is all about the individual. Because, you know, we want to make sure that we work with people where we could provide significant benefit. And what we say at the end of it is, hey, it's okay. Maybe we're not the right fit. And we'll be happy to tell people that. But, uh, you know, we'll know after that first meeting if if we feel we are the right group for a person to consider working with. And uh, if not, we'll refer them to somebody who will take good care of them as well. But that's where it all starts. And uh, it is, like I said, a lengthy process. We pride ourselves on our client service element and how we work with clients. Uh, again, the commoditization of the industry, most people you know, have advisors working with hundreds, if not thousands of individuals. My feeling is that how can you really get to know somebody? How can you provide a personal level of service when you're, you have a thousand different people? I mean, it's not logical, and that's why the industry has become so commoditized. Mm -hmm. And Brian, I know through our conversations here on the show that you guys pride yourselves on getting to know your clients on that deeply personal level so that, you know, you can adequately address their financial world in the way, shapes and forms that are best for them. And and speaking of which, Brian, I know what one thing, how we always like to close the show out is to talk about, you know, an example, a, a real tangible example of how, you know, uh, whatever the conversation is on the show, how you guys have worked through it with, you know, a real client. So, Brian, when we're talking about this idea of leveraging a trust to, let's say, pass assets on, mitigate taxes, the whole nine yards, do you have an ex a client story that you might be able to share with us that illustrates all the points, really, that we've been we've been chatting about today surrounding trusts? 
Yeah, a number of, of different ones. And <laughs> I, I can still imagine. On, they're, they're still <laughs> ongoing. I mean, sure. I, I had one today that, you know, uh, we were able to, you know, diagram and uh, deliver more detail regarding uh, the client's estate plan. Uh, probably, you know, as I said before, the proudest moment is we're, we have clients, we're working on a third and fourth generation already. And that's because, you know, we initially sat down with somewhere along the line, there's a wealth creator. It could have been they created a, a business that they sold, maybe it was passed on, but it was highly profitable business within the family. And, you know, to where, uh, you know, by coming up with ideas, and like I said earlier, working with trusted professionals, it, we've been able to save, you know, well over 10 plus million dollars in, in just federal estate taxes. But from there, uh, I said it before, the, the next generation help ensure that there's some continuity, that there, you know, is cooperation there, you know, between the family members. Nobody wants to work their whole life to create a sizable estate, you know, be highly successful and see the money go and destroy the people they care about. I don't know anybody who wants to see that happen. And, you know, we that's what I've said. When we're working with clients in our third and fourth generation, the only way that's happened is we've been able to, you know, not only you know work with the other trusted professionals in terms of trust, but but kind of try and build in some of the other cohesive things to maintain that and actually hopefully strengthen the family structure. No, this is great stuff, Brian. Again, one final time before we wrap up, for anybody out there, if they're interested in reaching out to you and your team, what's the best way they can get a hold uh, a hold of you guys? Well, I think, you know, on here, uh, Ryan will put, you know, our email address, uh, but person can reach out to me directly at Brian, B-R-I-A-N dot U-T-E-L, B-U-E-T-E-L at U-B-S dot com. Or they're welcome, you know, to, you know, call me direct at 561-367-1811. I have a dedicated team of, of individuals here that will be more than happy to, to help out and at least start a conversation. Fantastic. Well, Brian, look, I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot of clients to serve and, and get back to. So we'll let you do that. But I uh, appreciate you jumping on here, diving into this, you know, trust talk, because like you said, I mean, we scratched the surface today. There are a lot of finite elements that go into it. But boy, can the benefits of leveraging a trust be very apparent in a lot of different realms of someone's financial world. So a lot of value that we left out there and uh, looking forward to seeing and you the back the clock is next ticking, time. Ryan. The clock mm -hmm. is ticking. The 2025. Indeed. So, you know, I'd encourage people, you know, don't procrastinate. That's a good point to leave everybody with, Brian. So I appreciate you, you and uh, I'll see you back on the next one. Thank you. Take care. Of course. And hey, look, folks, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you all for stopping by and spending some time with us here on the podcast today. If you took anything away from today's show, you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, make sure you hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you did check us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future episode where Brian, Cameron, or myself, we jump into these different wealth management topics and address the challenges associated with them so that you and yours can come out better for it on the other side. Before Brian, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on wealth, health, and other things you should know.
This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Brian Butel, the Butel Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, 1800 North Military Trail, Suite 300, Boca Raton, Florida 33431.